Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Tuesday, August the 27th, 2013. This is episode number 143 of Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. I am pleased to have you with me once again today to talk about Vikings football. We are going to talk about the third game of the preseason. We are also going to talk about the cuts that have taken place. Of course, we're not going to really do it as a game review like we do during the regular season. More of evaluating this and that, this and that. And who do you think the the lead story is of this show? Of course. Christian Ponder. What? Yeah. What a surprise, right? What a what an absolute shock. Yeah, Christian Ponder is always going to be the main story with the Vikings, at least going into this season at this point in time. Um... There's no doubt about it. We're going to have a slight format change. Going to change things now to the game review. Um, for the sake of, you know, this this is all about the listeners and having as many listeners as possible, maximizing the interest of the listeners. Otherwise, there won't be very many. Uh, we're going to move the Facebook and the Twitter to the, uh, the latter part of the show from now on. I mean, that's just one of those things. It's going to be like a mailbag type of segment or, or so. Getting to the Facebook posts and others along the way, and Twitters as well. Uh, and as things get busier and busier during the season, I'm going to have to be more selective on the posts and tweets and such because you know I don't want to just spend half of the show reading people, <laughs> reading comments and such. Just because I mean, I love all of you. I love what all of you have to say. There's no doubt about it. You're going to be hearing a lot of familiar names in this show: Dave Hickey, Mark Carlson, Brent Jacobson, guys like that. There's no doubt about it, uh, Sebastian as well. Sebastian Balls, of course. Uh, yeah, you're going to be hearing those names, but just saying, very important that <laughs> that I don't that I don't just spend the whole show talking about Facebook and Twitter responses and comments. So <laughs> obviously, I don't want to spend too much time on that in the future, just because. So enough of that. I'm already rambling too much. Purple Mafia. Yeah, we are on the sportstuff.com. Yes, we are. Do check out that website. There's no doubt about it. Of course, that is the flagship website of this show. Thanks to Dylan Richardson, who you heard at the beginning of the introduction. Way, way at the very beginning there. (laughs) That's whose voice you heard. Also, though, streaming on Dakota Sports FM. Thank you so much, Travis Greens. Always appreciate being on board. This This will be the second show on Dakota Sports FM. So, hello to those of you in South Dakota that may be listening, or abroad, because, as well, the internet is the internet. <laughs> and, of course, tune in radio as well. 
You could be listening on TuneIn Radio if you can't be in front of your computer. Simply look up Dakota Sports FM on there. And of course, there's always iTunes and Double Twist. iTunes for Apple, Double Twist for Android. Let's just get to the main topic, of course, the Vikings themselves. We're going to get to it right now. Yes, sir, the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, we, well, we, they, whatever you want to call them. Well, it was 34-14 to 14 in the city by the bay, San Francisco, one of the most beautiful cities weather-wise and such, and appearance as well in the in the United States, if not the world. Um, wonderful weather there, of course. And, of course, their last year in Candlestick, so we have something in common with them. We're playing our last year in the Metrodome, so final year in our stadiums. Gotta like that. Candlestick, just a little bit more positive history, I guess, in that one. Only four Super Bowl championships were won during the course of time playing in that building. The Vikings have been to, uh, was it four NFC Championship games, I believe, right? 87, 98, 2000, and 2009. So, yep, over the course of that time, only one of them actually played in there. That, of course, being in 1998. Oh, boy. Well... Two quarterbacks heading in two very different directions. Though, uh, yeah, Christian Ponder, as mentioned, you're going to hear about him in the mailbag segment, we can call it. Mailbag, I'm probably come up with a different name for it. But yeah, the Facebook and the Twitter accounts, we'll talk about those obviously much later. I should mention, though, before I continue, there is a phone line. Uh, there were no calls today. The phone line is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mentioning that you are calling in for Purple Mafia or The Purple Mafia Show. And you'll be on air with me. That will be terrific. Comment, shout out, question, whatever it is. Rock and roll. But yeah. <laughs> uh, Colin Kaepernick and Christian Ponder. Yeah. Two quarterbacks a lot of people would tell you are headed in very different directions. Kaepernick could be headed to stardom. Christian Ponder. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what he's headed to. Is he headed to be in one of the great backups in the league? Yeah, he wouldn't be a great backup either, would he? In fact, uh, yeah, you'll hear from Justin Day later, Justin out of Rochester, about how, well, yeah, yeah. a lot of these quarterbacks aren't exactly, uh, uh, the 49ers' third-string quarterbacks pretty much look better than the Vikings' starter. Yeah, oh, man, this is, it's, it's frustrating watching this team play. But really, this show, this this game, this preseason, this preseason has uh, revealed that this team has more holes than some of us would have liked to admit coming into the preseason or some of us would have liked to believe coming into the preseason. I think the secondary looks awesome, man. You got that. You got Harrison Smith. You got uh, Jamerica Sanford, who obviously I like those two. There's no doubt about it. Not only can they hit hard, but they do a good job, like, you know, deflecting passes Maybe even occasionally getting an interception or a forced fumble. You gotta like that. But the cornerback situation. Oh, Antoine Winfield, wherefore art thou? Wherefore art thou, Antoine Winfield? Oh my goodness. If Seattle, <laughs> if there's any possibility that Seattle could be on the verge of cutting that man. Oh, Rick Spielman, you have got to call Antoine Winfield. Josh Robinson looks lost. Slot corner, huh? Slot corner? Wow. <laughs> uh, what What is there to say? 
it's not looking good. That's what there is to say. It's not working out. Not not right now. Uh, Xavier Rhodes has not really. Uh, I, I don't know. The secondary really got the crap kicked out of him in, against San Francisco. It looked a little better in in other instances during the preseason. And of course, everybody wants to tell you the preseason doesn't matter. The preseason doesn't matter. The preseason doesn't matter. The preseason doesn't matter. BS. <laughs> it matters a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Just yeah, I understand. You know. Okay. You know, you have teams in the past, like, you know, teams that were terrible, like Arizona or something, having great preseasons, and teams like the Dallas Cowboys being 0 for 4. Cowboys go on to win the Super Bowl, the Cardinals go on to be 4 and 12. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, indications of how the season is headed sometimes show up during the preseason. In 1999, the Minnesota Vikings secondary got slaughtered by, was it Kent Graham, I believe was his name. Yes, Kent Graham. Like a former Cardinals quarterback and backup New York Giants quarterback, Kent Graham, tore the crap out of the Vikings secondary along with basically everybody else that year. And what was the Vikings' great defense going into 19... or great weakness going into 1999? Oh, the secondary was just slaughtered the whole year. The whole frickin' year. The whole frickin' year in 2000. And uh, the Vikings' secondary looks pretty bad right now. Oh, and what else has looked bad the whole preseason thus far? The offensive line ladies and gentlemen, does not look good right now. And I know everybody, uh, like the experts in town, KFAN 1500, whatever they are, you know, <laughs> KFAN and 1500 and who knows what else, what else, Star Tribune, all that good stuff, are going to tell you, it's just the preseason, calm down, grow up, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 don't tell me grow up. <laughs> it's been three consecutive games of the same problems with the offensive line. They're just walking right through them. Eventually, it's like, okay, when are you guys going to get serious and start blocking people? Or is this really like an indication of where we're headed this season? It's a great concern. It's a great concern. I mean, I'm seeing stuff pop up on Facebook, not on the Purple Mafia page, but other Viking pages, we'll just say. They're saying so-called experts are saying the Vikings are going to finish fourth in the division. Um, you know, who's to say they're not? (laughs) <laughs> you got to be real, ladies and gentlemen. Who's to say the Vikings are not going to finish fourth? Well, I guess maybe the Detroit Lions might have something to say about that, right? <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we could go there. But um, the indications don't look all so hot right now. I know this is not DEFCON 1. It's not all over. It's not the end of the world that the Vikings got creamed by the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. In a preseason game, even though it was the third game of the preseason, the alleged uh, one that counts the most, I guess, at least in terms of something. But the indicators are what have me worried. Maybe not the individual uh, individual performances as much as the indicators. The indicators. Like when a stock shows indications that there's a possibility this thing could go down the, down the tubes. The way it's responding to certain news releases, press releases, whatever we like to call them. Or when a decent quarterback goes against the secondary and they just they just go right through him. And it's been happening most of the preseason where Josh Robinson just looks overmatched. I'm sorry, he does. Antoine Winfield is a stud and boy is he missed. Uh, when the offensive line continues to make horrible mistakes, when they continue to get beat over and over and over again. And yes, this is the same offensive line that was responsible. For 2,097 yards by Adrian Peterson, the second greatest 
rushing season, yardage-wise, of all time. All freaking time. <laughs> you know, give, give give him nine more yards and he would have been the, the greatest ever, being Adrian Peterson in, in a single season. But sometimes offensive lines go down the tubes for whatever freaking reason. 1999, they didn't look too good that year either. There was a lot of struggles with the offensive line. And I know I'm referring to that year again. And it's not because I'm comparing this team to that one, but I'm just showing you history repeats itself. <laughs> um, and also that preseason can matter sometimes when you see team when you see weaknesses in certain aspects of the team. Like say, if your special teams are giving up 98-yard touchdowns like time and time again in the preseason, well, gosh darn it, they gave up another one in the third game of the regular season. Oh, that's not so... Oh, now the fourth game, there's another one. You know, so it's like sometimes the weakness is a weakness. And it's not just, oh, it's just preseason, who cares? They're just dogging it anyway. Ah, it's just preseason, who cares? Sometimes there's something to be said that a weakness is a weakness. Christian Ponder, well, Mr. Mr. Long, Mr. Mr. Longball himself, right? Yeah, Mr. Longball himself, Christian Ponder, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, yeah, well, yeah, you're not seeing any long passes out of Christian Ponder this year. You didn't see him last year or the year before. Mr. Longball himself, Mr. Happy Feet, Mr. Mr. Oh my God, they're closing the pocket on me. And so now I'm going to freak out and ground, throw ground balls to second baseman. I mean, wide receivers. You know, that's basically about what Christian Ponder has been. That's basically what he's been pretty much since he got here. With the occasional solid game. Threw some nice deep balls against Green Bay last year in the final game of the regular season. But as of right now, looks a lot more like a mirage than a trend. It does. But was Christian Ponder absolutely terrible against the San Francisco 49ers? No, he wasn't. No. He did get two touchdown passes. He did throw two touchdown passes in the game. One to the future starting fullback of this team, at least for a little while. For a few weeks, right? Zach Line. Another to uh, a wide receiver who was a quarterback last year. Joe Webb. Kind of cool <laughs> how that turns out. But uh, And the interception, by the way. Again, another interception by Christian Ponder. That was not his fault. This time, my MVP of the preseason, Stephen Burton, former MVP of the preseason, Stephen Burton, just did not complete the route. He just did not run the route at all. Christian Ponder was left throwing the ball where Stephen Burton allegedly was supposed to be. But unfortunately, a defender ended up going there instead because Burton just kind of wasn't where he was supposed to be, and yeah, that's basically what happened there. <sighs> so, that's where we stand at the quarterback position with Christian Ponder. <laughs> He's, he kind of is what he is. You want to call him a game manager? You want to call him mediocre? Well, I guess that's what he is. He's mediocre. And all of the great teams that continue to make the playoffs over long periods of time that you heard on Paul Charchian this week in KFAN, would tell you, and I 100% agree with the guy, all the teams that have stayed great over the years have great quarterbacks. Vikings don't have a great quarterback. They don't. They don't necessarily have the worst quarterback ever in Christian Ponder, but he's not the best. 
He's he's not a very good quarterback, no. And unfortunately, that's where we are. I mean, a guy by the name of Colt McCoy on the other sideline over there in San Francisco. Well, well, he's a backup quarterback for a different team than he was drafted by. Could that be Christian Ponder in a few years? Yes. Absolutely, that could be Christian Ponder in a few years. And it's unfortunate. It it truly, truly is. I just, I'm sorry to tell you guys this, but it's just, it, it is what it is. But uh, another news note really quick. Starting fullback, Jerome Felton. Well, banned, banned, banned drugs. He caught with banned drugs, whatever the way they like, they like to call them. Banned substances, excuse me. He has been suspended for three games. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're starting fullback, without a doubt, with his second touchdown in this game, by the way. And has looked very good the entire time. Zach Line. It's Zach Line, and there's no doubt about it. For, for now, <laughs> Zach Line will be the starting fullback going into the regular season. And you'll probably not see the light of day, but eh, we'll, we'll see. You never know. You just never know. It'd be nice to, be nice to see that happen. Overall, though, the passing game is pretty much non-existent. It's frustrating. It, it really is. It was nice to see Joe Webb catch a little jump ball touchdown. That was fun. That was kind of fun to see Ponder throw that, but it was only three yards out. Now, we're not going to sue anybody for catching a three-yard touchdown. Thank you for catching it. That was the highlight of the entire game. That kind of sucks, huh? <laughs> what? I, or, or you could say the highlight of the game was Adrian Peterson throwing on a jersey. Uh, for two faked handoffs. And that's it. Exciting stuff. Very, very exciting. Good times. Hell yeah, man. We'll take it. Yeah, okay. But other than that, the passing game. Uh, we've seen better, haven't we? We saw better on the other sideline. But even that wasn't like the most exciting thing of all time. But it also wasn't really the worst either. Oh, man. This team could use Anton Winfield, though, when it comes to stopping the passing game from the other side. They're just blowing right through us with the run, with the pass, with whatever it is. Matt Castle, any talks about him uh, knocking Ponder out of a job? He's not off to a good start either. He only completed 3 of 10 passes and has looked pretty lousy the entire preseason. And the interception he threw was absolutely his fault back in the first week. Hasn't really been doing that all too much, but he's got happy feet just like Ponder. Don't you just love that? He's got happy feet just like Ponder. <laughs> yeah, good times, isn't it? No, it's, it's really not. Uh, Kevin Williams, another man of note, was able to get a sack in the game, but he also was, well, sacked as well on a cheap shot. Good stuff there. Thank you so very much for that. Mmm. Very disappointing to see that happen. He was hit with a low blow by little-known Joe Looney <laughs> of the San Francisco 49ers. You gotta like that. Hmm. Yeah, he just kind of went down at his knee. It wasn't like necessarily like he put his helmet on Kevin Williams, but, I mean, why are you kind of rolling into his knee? It's just, yeah, to try to make a block, not not very good. He was, uh, yeah, He's, his comment is, oh, I wasn't trying to do anything malicious, but... Still, come on, man. You can't be doing that type of stuff. 
Kevin Williams, uh, luckily, hasn't doesn't have a severe injury like an ACL, but that kind of thing could happen very easily. He does have a bone contusion. Luckily, no torn ligaments of any kind. Thank God. But now it's just going to be a wait-and-see type of thing with Kevin Williams. Hope for the best. Thankfully, though, again, no torn ligaments. So now it's just going to be some soreness, and we go from there. Woohoo, right? Woohoo, indeed. So, <laughs> we have another stack during the course of the game. Also, Dawkins and Reed, DeAndre Reed, shared a stack also in the game. There was only two stacks by the Vikings. We've not really been seeing all too much of a pass rush in the preseason either. Oh, goody. Oh, boy. Speaking of pass rush or, or, or line or whatever... Christian Ballard has been missing uh, due to some type of personal reason. Take a personal leave, and there's been no information as to what that personal leave is about. And uh, luckily for him, he was not on the first <laughs> not on the first wave of cuts because I think he easily could have been. So that's one of the things right there that a lot of Viking fans are, I guess, awaiting to see who gets cut. Well, we had first, we had 13 cuts the other day, just yesterday on Monday. Also, first though, Greg Childs was put on the pup list, so he will remain at least a protect a protected player, the fourth round pick out of Arkansas, of course. I mean, of course, a teammate of Jarius Wright. Yes, sir. Fourth round pick, of course, had those uh, torn patellas, two torn patellas last year at the beginning of training camp. Caught a touchdown, went down in a heap. He is on the PUP list. He has not been released. That's good. Hopefully, someday, Greg Childs will play on Sundays after all. But not yet. <laughs> not yet. So now for guys that won't be playing on Sundays, at least no, I don't think so. If you're on the first list of cuts, that's not good at all. Uh, wide receiver, Lamarck Brown. Wide receiver, Eric Highsmith. Offensive guard, Tyler Holmes. Defensive end. Here's the only real and true notable of this list. Defensive end Lawrence Jackson, who was a free agent signee to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, in the offseason, it's kind of a, a bummer to see him go that quickly. Played with Atlanta and I believe Detroit early on. It's just, uh, or yeah, but before that, it's just one of those things. Again, sometimes you sign a guy and it just, just doesn't work out for whatever reason. Hopefully the next guy on that list doesn't end up being um, Desmond Bishop. I just hope that doesn't happen as well. Yep, Lawrence Jackson has had played quite a few games over the course of his uh, career. Not a lot, but I mean six years in the league. Originally drafted by Seattle was Lawrence Jackson, 28th overall back in 2008. Uh, he's, he's had a, he had an okay career along the way, uh, getting a 19 and a half sacks in those six years. Not amazing numbers, but at least a solid backup in this league. But unfortunately, just did not show much of anything in the course of training camp into the preseason. Former Detroit Lion, signed with Detroit in 2010. From there on, played there for three years, including last year, of course. And, uh, well, did not make the Minnesota Vikings roster and apparently did not come close. So, that's unfortunate for him. <laughs> that's a big notable. Uh, where was I? Marquise Jackson, another d defensive end. Linebacker, Stanford Keglar. Defensive back, Greg McCoy, who some people liked coming in. Greg McCoy uh, was one of those kind of sleeper uh, cornerback types. 
coming in. He he looked okay, but then he made he got beat pretty bad a couple times. That was the end of him. Bradley Randall, running back Bradley Randall, who had some nice runs last week, had some nice runs the week before as well, but not as good as Joe Baynard, and he, he'll be hanging on. So I'm kind of excited about Joe Baynard. I think it's between Baynard and Matt Asiata for that third running back spot. Now, ultimately, you're probably not going to see any third running backs on Sundays all too much, but once in a while, i got to think you will. Who knows? Maybe Adrian's dinged up, or you want to protect him, or, or whatever. You want to see what see what can happen. I like Joe Baynard for the third running back if I'm the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, but unfortunately I'm not. Uh, wide receiver Chris Summers, so that's three wide receivers gone. You notice you didn't hear Joe Webb or Thielen, so that's good news for those two guys, Adam Thielen out of Mankato State. Those two guys, yes, yeah, still alive, staying alive, staying alive, ha-ha, staying alive, so that's good for them. But it's, I believe, between those two and Burton for that fifth wide receiver. And after that, I think it's uh, practice squad or happy trails at that point for uh, probably two guys there. Maybe I wouldn't be surprised to see if, say, a Thielen is released but is signed to the practice squad. I would not be surprised if I saw that happen. Joe Webb would probably get picked up. i got to think for somebody at the end of the you know their final wide receiver or something or even as potential special teamers. A guy who very unlikely is going to see any action in the NFL, unfortunately for him. But uh, I think the two Iowa guys, Dave Hickey and Mark Carlson, happy about it. They did not like him as the Iowa Hawkeyes quarterback. James Vandy Vanderberg. James Vanderberg did not, or Vandenberg. I keep calling him Vander, but it's Vandenberg. Didn't even see a snap in preseason game, unfortunately. All in practice and in training camp. Never saw him take a single snap in a single preseason game. He is gone. The center Camden, Camden wins. Wentz, who is, is out of here as well, at least as of right now. Probably won't be signed to a practice squad, but I guess you never know. Uh, Gerodis Williams, didn't really see much of him. And defensive back Roderick Williams released as well. So there's your first 13. And of course, as I mentioned before, Greg Tiles being put on the pup list. Quits the Vikings at 75 players. Got to be down to 53. Only 22 more positions are going to be eliminated, unfortunately, for those guys. But I got to think again. Well, obviously, there's going to be some interesting notables on the practice squad. But then again, guys like that don't always uh, pan out to be much of anything in the league. Though Marcus Charles did. He's nothing spectacular, but he's been a solid special teamer over the course of time the last two years he kind of kept getting a little bit better a little bit better finally got to be on the regular roster we'll see if he survives in the uh, the, the, the next week and a half here we will see if Marcus Sherrill survives it could be between him and uh Bobby Felder possibly as a returner because I mean we call him fair catch Sherrill's because he doesn't really do anything but when he does do something it can it's it's good it just rarely does unfortunately Bobby Felder also a possible legit secondary guy, like back up in the secondary to go along with special teams, very good tackler in special teams, and of course Joe Webb, maybe, maybe, just maybe a possible returner, I'm kind of surprised if I could have used him in that, because he has quickness in the open field, ladies and gentlemen, there's no doubt about that, Joe Webb has quickness in the open field, you want to argue with me on that, just check out the video, of, you know, uh, the, at least over the last couple of years, he's pretty good in the open field, yes, so with that, 
We are going to take a quick break, and then we are going to get to, we'll call it for now, the mailbag segment. <laughs> At the sake of sounding like a copycat of like a million other shows, but then again, well, mailbag, whatever. I mean, that's about as basic as it gets, isn't it? The Purple Mafia mailbag. Hey, there you go. Purple Mafia mailbag, the purple bag. Okay, purple mail, purple mafia mail. Hey, there it is. Okay, we'll be right back right after this. We will talk to the Dave Hickeys, Mark Carlson's and such, uh, Facebook, and of course Twitter as well with Anthony Carlson. So we'll be right back right after this. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get their first down, then get a touchdown. Rock them, suck them, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. are back here on Purple Mafia episode number 143, which is a reminder for all of you listening on an MP3 player, like an iPhone, an iPod, an Android device with double twist, or a Microsoft phone or whatever, or on TuneIn with all the above, Blackberry phones as well, of course, with all the other, (laughs) listening with all the other applications and such, Uh, TuneIn Radio, of course, the live streaming one from Dakota Sports FM. Simply go to Dakota Sports FM to check out when the shows do air. Because it is like whenever the show is released and all that good stuff. So, yeah, it will be terrific to have you on there. Of course, iTunes via thesportstuff.com, the flagship website of Purple Mafia. Rock and roll. And, of course, in my other two shows, Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild. Yes, sir. So, to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Simply go there and click like. For the Twitter account, you simply go to, well, obviously Twitter, and look up at Purple Mafia Show. At Purple Mafia Show. Click follow for that one. That would be oh so terrific to have you on board with me on there. So, comments first. We'll talk about uh, what people had to say (laughs) about the Vikings uh, releasing the following players. Jeff Holmgren simply says, hum, no ponder. That generated a lot of uh, people giving that one a thumbs up. Uh, Sebastian Ball saying, Baynard still on the team along with Zach Line. Looks like the Burton-Webb battle lasts till week four, sadly. (laughs) Well, hope Burton gets it. Webb is better as a water boy. MBT for quarterback for next year opening game. Interesting thoughts there by Sebastian Ball's. Oh, you know, yeah, Burden definitely is the more polished wide receiver. There's no doubt about it. I like Joe Baynard. Yeah, or Banyard. I keep calling him Baynard. Banyard. I like Joe Banyard a lot, actually. Zach Line will be on the team at least early on, Sebastian. And maybe at worst, we'll go to the practice squad after Jerome Felton returns. That absolutely 
a valuable fullback for this team. Helped Adrian Peterson get to the Pro Bowl last year. Not the main reason. Obviously, Adrian was the main reason, but Felton certainly didn't hurt. Zach Lyon's going to probably be the starting fullback, at least for the first three weeks, due to the banned substance uh, suspension of three games to Jerome Felton. Uh, Gary Kenny joining Jeff Holm- Holmgren in this uh, same argument right here. Or not argument, but conversation. He says, I didn't see Ponder's name on there. WTF! Why people are liking that, aren't they? <laughs> Dave Hickey. You're going to be hearing from him quite a bit today. Says, none of the none of these players really stood out. Ponder hasn't looked good, but I think most of the burden goes on the O-line for that. I thought the O-line and D-line were supposed to be a strong part of our team, and that has not been the case at all. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Sebastian, one last line from him saying, hoping we can get all the BS out here in the preseason instead of the middle of the year again. Oh, we'll see. We shall see on that one. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough to say. Oh, man. I. It's definitely concerning, isn't it? Mm-mm-mm. Would have liked to, oh, man, i got to find something up above here from somebody. I don't know. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, there was a nice little conversation during the San Francisco game that I thought uh, was worthy of mention here. Uh, Adam B. Carlson, Todd Pod Vandermey again saying he was working, hadn't seen the game, but he's gonna, he's not hearing anything good about Ponder, and he was just going off what he was reading, and he'll check it out. But um, yeah, so that's unfortunate for him that he wasn't able to see the game. But uh, Adam B. Carlson, who's also does the Purple People podcast, that is a video podcast out there uh, on YouTube. He says I, I don't think Ponder has looked bad. People are just too critical of him. I think. Um, yeah, that's, I, I understand that. It's more of, for me, my complaints would be, uh, you know, Adam, would be, it's more of, <laughs> it's just the, the whole happy feet thing, and it seems like, you know, the tell on him across the league, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about with Mark Carlson in his second year, uh, is, you know, he, he has happy feet. Once you get into, once you close the pocket on him, that's pretty much it for Ponder. And that hasn't changed. That's the biggest uh, criticism of Christian Ponder thus far, I would say. But no, he wasn't that bad, you know, in the San Francisco game. And he, you know, and before that, the playing time he got in the preseason was so irrelevant, it didn't even didn't even count, really. So this is the first time you actually see him play a little bit. And he looked okay in that one little drive. Unfortunately, though, that that's about all we got to see, pretty much, on the positive side. So now to the overall mailbag part, rather than, like, little threads created by myself... Uh, Brent Jacobson says, I'm this close to being off the Ponder bandwagon despite the fact he looked good down the stretch last year. Yeah, well, one of those things. Mark Carlson saying, I've given some thought to what I saw Sunday night. The first three plays of the game say a lot about where Minnesota is in the coming season. I hope I am wrong, but the fact that Ponder can't throw deep, but he sure can fumble. (laughs) Joey might be Joey might be right. He must have a tell, Mark from Iowa. And yes, Christian Ponder does have a tell, Mark. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Simply close the pocket on him, and that's it. Dave Hickey saying, "Ditto on the thought." The third string quarterback of San Francisco looked better than what we got. Castle was horrible too. I'm with Sebastian. Give the ball to MBT. So it was Dave Hickey that mentioned uh, the third string quarterback on San Francisco looked better. Yep. So <laughs> my bad on uh, my earlier thoughts. Uh, Dave Hickey with a lot to say 
overall was saying that he enjoyed the recent show. Uh, he's like, what the heck happened to Christian Ballard? Yeah, Dave was wondering, what happened to him? You know, yeah, I'd like to know too, Dave. I sure would. Oh, boy. It's 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 strange stuff. Uh, he wasn't in the San Francisco game. That's correct. Dave also saying he was a fan for, he's been a fan for 40 years. Was finally able, finally able to visit training camp for the first time. Was pleasantly surprised. It didn't cost anything to get in. He t- Oh, yeah, he took two helmets in there, uh, Jerome Simpson and Adam Thielen. Yep, Jerome Simpson and Adam Thielen were kind enough to sign them. That was very cool. He also says, uh, yep, he doesn't. he's not sure even they don't know if Thielen's going to make the team. And yeah, that's a, definitely a tough one right there. Uh, he did mention also one other note, Chad Greenway didn't, didn't, uh, didn't, didn't really respond to Dave Hickey when he hollered at him to, and held up the helmets unfortunately, but he says uh, he's still one of his favorite Vikings because, well, yeah, he's from the Iowa Hawkeyes, is Chad Greenway. <laughs> Kudos to Chris Carter for the Hall of Fame induction. He was my all-time favorite player, even though he was considered not to be fan-friendly. And I was lucky enough to meet Chris Carter. I said the story was at two shows ago, episode 141, but I was able to meet Chris Carter back in 93. He was all right then. Not, I'm, you know, he's not like the nicest guy in the world, but he was fairly friendly in that meeting in my dad's old hair salon at the time. It was pretty cool. He was getting his nails done, of all things, before the uh, playoff game against the New York Giants back in 93, which the Vikings, of course, did not win. Eh, good stuff, right? Dave Hickey, continuing, the final uh, mailbag item on the Facebook page, says, while, we, while me and my wife visited Seattle, we took in the game of Seahawks and Broncos, now what people call Vikings Northwest. Yeah, that's for sure, because everybody on the Vikings goes there, including all the way back to Warren Moon back in 1997. He says they look like a Super Bowl caliber team. They have a fourth round quarterback that is solid. Yeah, that's for sure. The Broncos are also thought to be Super Bowl caliber, and they look terrible. So while I was extremely excited about our team this offseason and have been really disappointed in their performance so far, I have to curb my enthusiasm and disappointment and realize that this is preseason and the MVP has not even touched the ball. Skull Vikings, good stuff. You know, good stuff, Dave. I mean, that's cool that you're able to go see the Seattle game. I've never been to another NFL game that didn't involve the Vikings or, or on the road. So that's unfortunate in my side. Glad you were able to take take that in, Dave. That must have been pretty cool. So yes, and that's the one thing about how, okay, Denver looked horrible. So yeah, I mean, you never know. Sometimes it's just a bunch of crap, though the indicators with the Vikings are a little frustrating. It's not like it was a bunch of backups the whole time, like the starting potential starting players uh, just looking very beatable right now in the secondary, especially, and the offensive line. Will that change? It, it can, and I hope it does. <laughs> Fold your hands and pray, right? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Mark Carlson adding a couple of... Uh, we've added one final comment here. I'll throw it in. It happened right now. Um, he responded to uh, Brent Jacobson's thread. He says, looks like last year's team, last year's quarterback all over again. Yes, he does, Mark. Yep, so that's good stuff. Um, well, this week, I'm going to give the gold star, you know, because he had a lot to say. I'm going to give it to Dave Hickey. To those of you in South Dakota that are maybe new to the fray and have heard about the gold star for the first time right there, because I didn't do one last week, due to whatever reason, that I don't know. Uh, that's the comment of the week. 
the comment of the week or comments of the week. You know, it'll give it to a certain person each time. So this week it goes to Dave Hickey. So that's what the gold star is. Occasionally I'll pass out a silver star where it's like, yeah, this one deserves some attention as well. Good stuff. So now we switch to Twitter very briefly here. A few interactions with Justin in Rochester, that being Justin Day, who you'll also hear about on Facebook at times. And Anthony Carlson, Antonio Fett, it's at Antonio Fett, and then at JDay24, uh, at JDay underscore 24 for these two guys here on the Twitter account. Anthony simply, <laughs> Anthony was having fun joking about it. There was a streaker and now another streaker. Yep, that was another note during the game. Fans kept coming on the field. I, I don't know what the heck that was all about. That was a bit ridiculous. Fans just running on the field in San Francisco. That's great. You're never going to be on TV. And then one of them got nailed by Jerome Simpson. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Jerome Simpson. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Oh, man. Uh, Anthony saying, let's put pads on those two streakers. Looks like they could move move better than our turtle defense. That's for sure, huh? Oh, my Lord. He was saying, too bad... It was versus a second-string defense. I know baby steps. This is Justin Rochester talking about the Christian Ponder touchdown. Yeah, that was against the second string. So that's a major importance right there. That Yeah, Ponder did get that decent drive against the second string, and there were penalties galore along the way. Justin simply saying, our O-line was garbage, the secondary is not good, and Ponder had some good moments and some not good ones. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Anthony saying really quick, saying he's doing a little shout out to some of his friends on Twitter, saying to check out the Vikings podcast, thank you very much, he's telling uh, his friend Stephanie there thank you so much for that, that uh, he's saying it's the best Vikings cast and then we end with this interesting comment, oh Anthony, look at you oh, why doesn't Minnesota make a move for Tebow, he's cheap and couldn't be any worse than what we have now, holy crap Batman Okay, now I agree with the original sentiment of that about the, or part of this, you know, about how it's like, yeah, okay, he's cheap and all that good stuff, but Tim Tebow? Really? Uh, I don't hate him, you know? Okay, whatever. I'm not going to hate you for it too much, Anthony. <laughs> this team could use some kind of spark, couldn't it? But it's like really in a lot of ways, talent-wise, throwing the football is another Joe Webb. Woo. You know, look, look, look what Joe Webb did. You know, maybe if Tebow was fresh, unlike Joe Webb going into Green Bay, who knows? But uh, Tim Tebow, I, 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 I guess. I mean, he's cheap and couldn't be any worse. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Uh, when I said original sentiment, I should say the final sentiment of your comment there. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, it's just funny to think about it. He, well, he might get cut from. You might get cut from New England because I'm not really seeing him play there at all. A la <laughs> Vandermeer here in Minnesota. Uh, uh, <laughs> Vandenberg, excuse me, over there. I'm calling him Vandermeer. See, that's how confused I am with the guy. The third, the fourth string quarterback that never saw the light of day for the Minnesota Vikings. So, unfortunately for him, his skin just one of those things. Yeah, en- enough about enough about the Iowa quarterback <laughs> that never saw the light of day. And I guess uh, for the time being, enough about Tim Tebow. I guess we'll find out what's going to happen when it happens. I highly doubt this organization is going to pursue Tim Tebow. That's just my personal 
opinion. Thank you very much, though, for everything you had to say, Anthony, and of course, Justin Day, Justin in Rochester. Never stop, never stop, you two. Never stop. <laughs> and got to do a quick, quick shout out. Whatever happened to Dan Taylor out of the UK? Where are you, Dan? Where are you? Haven't seen you in a while. And Anthony from LA, where the heck have you been? Anthony Batista, Anthony from LA, where the heck have you been? I hope you're still listening. You two guys need to come back and and post. You guys are like legends so to this show. You are legends. Come back, guys. Please, Twitter or Facebook, whichever it is, or calls. Please. All right. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody, for listening. It has been fantastic. Next week's show. Next week's show. Don't don't turn this don't turn this off yet. Don't touch the dial yet. Those in South Dakota, and of course abroad. Will be the annual season preview. Yes, sir. And who will be joining me? Dylan Richardson, baby. Just like last year, Dylan Richardson. We are going to do. Uh, we're going to especially do the an NFC North preview. We're going to talk about, obviously, the four teams in the NFC North a bit. He is a Bears fan who lives in Northern California, Dylan Richardson, and he's also the executive producer and creator of thesportstuff.com. Big part of getting this show started out, man. And, of course, the continuing <laughs> to be the executive producer of thesportstuff.com as well. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, knows a hell of a lot about football, loves the game, goes back 30-plus years talking about football. I mean, he has a lot of knowledge about the game. Uh, we're going to talk about everything NFC North, of course, and then we're going to get into our picks for the NFC Championship game and AFC Championship game. Who are going to be in, what two teams are going to be in each game, what two teams are going to win, you know, and and kick off in the Super Bowl, match up in the Super Bowl, and who will win that Super Bowl. Last year, Dylan Richardson went with the San Francisco 49ers. Go figure, against the Houston Texans in the Super Bowl, I went for the 49ers. Or, excuse me, I went for the Baltimore freaking Ravens, ladies and gentlemen, against the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. And the Baltimore Ravens won. So for the first time in quite a while, I actually picked the world champion team. I believe the last, yeah, the last team I picked to win a championship and was correct was the New England Patriots back in 04. And in 03. <laughs> so uh, other than that, I've had a hard time uh, winning championships that way. Or, you know, picking the future champion. But um, this year... Well, I have the team picked already. Not going to tell you until next week's show, episode number 144. Oh, season previews are so freaking fun. They really are. So I hope you're going to be tuning in on TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Double Twist, all that good stuff. And, of course, thesportstuff.com and dakotasportsfm.com. Thank you again, Dylan and Travis and all of you that were kind enough to post on this page. And that are listening out there as well. We will be back in a week to preview the National Football League. But until then, oh, please stay stay cool in this insane, insane heat and humidity. Record-setting heat and humidity. Oh, and if you're at the fair, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Okay, yeah, I went there on Sunday and I didn't even lose any weight. Woo. <laughs> You'd think I'd lose weight, but, you know, being in that type of heat, walking around, but... Uh, whatever. Enough of that. <laughs> Stay cool, guys. We'll be back sooner than later.